0: Lyrics for Liqueur
1: Hello out there Hello Literal world <laughs> Welcome to Five Fins The favorite Podcast that you've always wanted That's pretty That, that, that
0: you've always wanted But never thought to ask
1: for <laughs> So we just went and did it for you now it's possible i think we should get this out of the way immediately it's possible very possible even that the last time we spoke to you we introduced the show and referred to the show under some other name now we're never going to mention that name ever again because it's dead to nope. us. we <laughs> we killed it there's a reason why we can't name our podcast that or it shouldn't say can't but won't and we're not we're just gonna move on. Not to. Exactly. We're just gonna move on. And here's the way I'm looking at it. You know, a fish went on stage as Blackwood Convention. You know, the dead <laughs> went on stage as the warlocks. Right. Look, we had a different name, but this is our name now. And this name makes a lot more sense, let's be honest, because this is what we do here. We rate things from one to five fins. And we are five fins. So we're super happy to have you back. Dan, do you have any other uh, comments on this situation? <laughs> I'm just so glad to be here. I know. It's been a while since we've actually like recorded one of these because I've I been know. editing them and doing stuff, so trying to
0: put them up. Yeah, and... but it's, it's all been for the great, and, and I thank you for
1: your efforts. Thanks, bud. It has been more of an effort than I thought, but you know, it's not hard work so it's just uh it's it's a labor of love as they say which means we're not making money on it that's what that means if anyone ever says that that's what that means um so (laughs) we have a jam-packed opening segment i think it's safe to say wink Wink. oh hey i actually didn't mean that but you know what i'll take it i'm yeah
0: it's a pretty easy one it's a land in that's a you know, on a, in a podcast about jam band. Yeah,
1: no, that's that was an alley-oop. That was right to you. Um, so we have to get things out of the way by announcing the biggest news in the fish world, which of course is that our podcast is available on Spotify. <laughs> As of the recording date of this, it is not available on Apple Podcasts, although that will be coming shortly and that we are available on the podcast addict app i believe if not um you could let us know except we don't have an email address yet but you know what (laughs) we're up and running we're out there this is going to be the third episode that comes out like i mentioned on the top of the first episode um there's a whole bunch that have been recorded that are good enough to put out so there will be uh kind of we're gonna have archive releases you know it's gonna be like uh you know, it's, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have live fins. Yeah. Oh, live shit. fins. <laughs> live fins What volume.
0: did I just do? Oh, off the cuff. <laughs> oh man.
1: Top rope, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And already a better name. So there or, you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ladies or gentlemen, there's, there's at least one of you out there.
1: There's now. at least one gentleman and his name is Randy. Probably gentleman. Um, I love that Randy. <laughs> Randy, shout out Randy. Um, the actual biggest news in the fish world, of course, is when we're not a news podcast necessarily but this feels like something we should bring up that uh the boys are going back on tour dan have you heard about oh, this i
0: have <laughs> indeed i have it's uh it's good to see you know it it there was definitely a minute where it kind of felt like this type of thing might never happen this way again
1: not but in this year i was i was yeah. a skeptic for a long time, and then it got to a point where I was thinking like, it's getting pretty late to cancel now, so maybe they're trying to rework it. And I was actually pretty surprised. I'll put myself in the kind of pretty surprised camp that this is happening. But you know, I'm uh, I'm all yeah, for it. Yeah,
0: part of me was uh, same. Yeah, part of me was expecting the uh, like a bubble type show that I've seen some of those happening, which that those kind of look cool. I almost would prefer
1: those all the time. But that's just me. Oh, do you mean like I saw like a Flaming Lips? Have, yeah. Did they do yes. one? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Was theirs COVID related, or is that like an old story? Because it feels like something that they would just do,
1: right? Yeah. No, I think it does. I, you're right. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They the Flaming Lips had them in like the actual bubbles. Is that what you mean? Like they're you're actually in like yes. a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. There's also I think there's been yeah the, oh, con- the like you said the car the shows catch a periscope where they do like there's you have like a bubble area you can't leave i think like right. the sports yeah. are doing that too you know like sporting events that are still limited <laughs> you just park a bunch of cars in the outfield <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should you should be able to do that <laughs> you should be able to just so good. you should in a baseball game just stand between like the right fielder and center fielder you just get like you know if they come into your space they have to like get you know get tested
0: <laughs> just trip over in front of the car and your yeah. horn starts yeah, going yeah
1: off. you're sitting there in the car <laughs> yeah
0: you dented my car you son of
1: a bitch it would be hard to prevent like fans from honking when the other team was just about to hit the ball <laughs> <laughs> so no i wanted to say that uh, we are uh, your 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 humble uh, podcast hosts here are not sure what we're doing, but of course you're going to be the first to you know because we're never going to be, uh, we're never going to shut the hell up about whatever show we end up going to. <laughs> there'll be some kind of, yeah, there'll, be, there'll be some kind of long running segment and a sound effect accompanied by it for the rest of time. <laughs> so we're never going to let you forget it, whatever it is. But as of this recording, uh, we're just excited that it's out there, right? Yeah, I'm just super happy to see that is happening. I am too. I just want new music. I just want it so... I just I don't even care if I'm there. I just want new shows. I want new fish. I'm just so excited. And, you know, I think that they actually made the best of what they could with 2020 with Trey with the Beacon Jams and with the Trey Page December thing and their little jams on the barn porch and the whole mic with uh, Leo Kotke. Like, they did a lot of stuff in 2020, actually, but you know, it's... uh, We're here to see the We're here to see the band play. (laughs) That's what we're here to do.
0: Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing them play some of those Trey
1: songs, too. Like, uh, yeah, the Lonely Trip songs. Like, yeah. 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 I never needed you like this before. That one's probably going to be pretty good. That one. Um,. There's a bunch of them. Silverlight, I think actually could be really cool with like page on keys on that. He did that at Beacon Jams and that was good too. But, um, speaking of Beacon Jams, I was going to, I don't, I really don't want to bring the vibe down too much, but I feel like I'm just want to very briefly mention, um, that, uh, since the time of our last recording, we lost, uh, Tony Markellis, the bass player from train Anastasio band, um, among a bunch of other things. Um, just wanted to throw out their uh, hearts, go, our hearts go out to his friends and family and everything. But obviously he's, uh, his music is going to live on because he was super awesome. And I was, unfortunately I was really looking forward to after the beacon jams thing, being like a whole kind of like a neophyte in the tab world. I was, you know, really looking forward to like maybe seeing I do them. I remember this. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's gonna be tough to uh, for them to go on and all of that stuff. So I don't know what their future is, but um, you know, Tony was super awesome, and you and I have a connection in that our our friend Dan met Tony one time and said he was super cool. So
0: yes, uh, well he just seems like such a cool guy. Anyone who can write those bass lines is probably a cool guy. You know. Yeah, and
1: for your and for you specifically, I believe he's responsible for Sand and. Uh, got of this, and Farmhouse. And... Uh, or, uh, some of the songs on Farmhouse, I should say, he really contributed to. And that was one of them that I know is one, like, one of your favorites. So I feel like we should give him a shout-out since we're going to be talking about how great some of these songs are. R.I.P. Tony. R.I.P. Tony. But, R. I. you know, he was uh, he was a legend, and we don't need to get sad about it. His, like, he was awesome, and his, like, his music is going to live on forever. And he was super cool. So, yeah, nothing wrong
0: with that. He um, held it. He held it so perfect. The groove just... Boom! Pocket,
1: loved it. Just yeah, I liked all the comments that were like, "Heaven just got an even better pocket tonight with Tony." I'm like, "That's good." Nice. Also, I want to say I dug out a. Uh, there's something you can get on YouTube of him playing, and it's uh, they got Dave Grippo plays on the song "Dave the Truth." Grippo, <laughs> it's the unknown blues band. You know that that was like the band that Trey saw when he first came to. Oh right. To Burlington, I think he met Tony like prior to meeting Fish and the other guys. So. Tony was, like, a big uh important part of that. He was hanging – he saw this unknown blues band, and he was hanging out, and then he met, uh, you know, the other guys after that. But he was – he knew that um, there was, like, a lot of cool music going on, partially because of Tony Markellis. And so, you know, he has an un, undisputed important part in not just tab history, but also fish history. So I feel like it's really and important to – Exactly. So th- – well, wow.
0: Thank you, Tony. Thank you so I much. I actually only knew half of that, but <laughs> – now that I know the other half,
1: I, I appreciate you even more. You will be missed. I got a chance to see him at uh, Ghost of the Forest, and that was really cool, so I'm glad I got a chance to see him live. Sad I won't get to see him more, but we uh, shout-outs to Tony Markellis for sure. Um, Today's show, Dan, I want you to tell us exactly the date and place that uh, tonight's show happened at.
0: Well, the date is... December 2nd, 1995, and the place is New Haven, uh, Connecticut. Yes.
1: Uh, At the New Haven it's, Veterans Memorial Coliseum, yeah. better known as just the New Haven Coliseum. I want to say, did they it really
0: shortened it. That's like a nickname and a half, <laughs> taking that much out of it.
1: You just have to, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, y- Going from New Haven Veterans Memorial Coliseum <laughs> to New Haven coliseum
1: that's bold like you could... <laughs> well i mean i'm sure if you live in new haven you could just say the colonel i'm seeing a show at the coliseum and they wouldn't assume you're flying to rome you know what i mean unless
0: unless they have like a replica coliseum in new haven <laughs> yeah
1: i've been to the coliseum coliseum but i haven't been to this coliseum and my chances unfortunately have ended because it has been knocked down but um, I wanted to throw out there, I went on the Wikipedia page and looked up this uh, venue, just for research for this pod, and only for that reason, because I am so thorough, I did watch about 75% of the YouTube video of Van Halen's Live Without a Net concert, which was recorded at the New Haven Coliseum. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. Dude, wow. check it out, baby. It's uh, early, or I don't know if it's it's, it's uh it's your boy Hagar in there oh, oh yeah um who some dreams maybe it's pretty rocking you know you get a good oh, you get a good 5150 you get a killer 5150 Ooh. in there which is a fin hound song I, I like song. yeah me too um you know and of course how it starts is it says new Haven Coliseum and then an animated 80s ham comes out and crosses it out say and Hammond. says new Halen Coliseum.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's so
1: That's rock how and roll, you that's how you brother. know. <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you know it's going down.
0: And then and then a bra falls down and lands
1: on the V. I don't think that that happened, right. but it might have. <laughs> I, yeah, I just I'm saw just it a couple days ago and I
0: wouldn't rule it out. Some more uh, tropes of, <laughs> of uh, 80s hair metal music. You know what? They didn't
1: even cross out. The, it just they just it just they just crossed it out. So it's a new Halen Coliseum. But yeah, they could have crossed out the new and made it Van. You know, right. Um,
0: or just had like the letters rearrange themselves to spell Van Halen you know animation was
1: more expensive in the mid 80s or whenever that was from <laughs> you know you couldn't just like you can just throw money around like that uh fish's history with new haven Coliseum: so they played it three times 93 95 and 98 um and then it got torn down like i said in the 2000s so it no longer exists in terms of setting up 1995, which we should definitely get to. In terms of setting up 1995, maybe I could start with this: like, what are your general uh, impressions of 1995 as a year? Do you have anything overall about that year?
0: Uh, I think it's you can kind of start to see the evolution of of where they end up in like the '97 era a little bit, but um, you can also still hear the endings of the more Prague type era where the jamming kind of went from it, like jumped instead of, uh, moving kind of smooth from one thing to the next. It felt like before it kind of was like more of like play this thing for a little while. And then it just changes and they, and you play something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely.
1: I totally agree with what you're saying. It, that, the um, it's so funny because going into this show, um, I was really nervous about talking about Fall nineteen ninety five, just about the amount that we would have to cover. But really, when I was like listening to it back this time, I was able to kind of grasp the fact that this is a little bit of a transitional period for Fizz, for, uh, for Fish, whatever band this is. I don't know what we're talking about. Um, no. <laughs> for Fizz, <laughs> um, no, it is kind of a the fix, it, <laughs> the fix for the. I think that they were already broken up at this point wait is it with one x or two there's th- there's the fix with one x and then there's the two x on that was the... whichever one you want uh <laughs> there was the <laughs> yeah saved by zero was that the two x. um no okay yeah so uh this was kind of a transitional period for fish and i don't feel like that when i listened to uh fall 1995 because of how amazing, basically because of how amazing New Year's 95 is, that it seems like this perfect peak of the early days. But you're totally right when I was digging into this that I was like, I guess you could look at any year and say, oh, it's a peak of this thing. And you can also say it's a transition between this thing and this thing, right? (laughs) You can say, oh, it was the early fish meeting. You can hear a little tiny bit of that. Groovier, funkier fish that's about to happen in the next couple of years. Right. Uh, we've done the, we put out the uh, Lille 97 fish show. You can kind of get, <laughs> you can kind of get a, a, like a little sneak peek of like where the band is going in that direction. But um, the big thing with 95 to me is I think that this is the year that they kind of accepted the fact that they were now this large, stadium touring band and they were no longer a band that could play standing room clubs and bars and stuff if you look at their touring schedule in 1994 it's always funny because they played standing room places and then they also played madison square guard you know so they're.
0: yeah i mean it's also you know not to beat a dead horse but um because i wouldn't beat a live horse either i love animals yeah why um,
1: why yeah we should i hate
0: that yeah it's so sad you know anyway yeah but um but yeah so in 95 it's i like a lot i think it's really cool that a lot a bunch that fish <laughs> didn't um kind that the, they were able to avoid just uh you know as people came over from the dead scene they avoided becoming the dead which I think is awesome and I'm sure that there was even though they had already established themselves I'm sure that there was that some level of pressure involved with that uh just with the influx of fans that had started coming in the wake of Jerry dying and
1: yeah that's something that should be brought up that uh, Jerry Garcia passed away on August 9th of 1995 and you know that transition had already begun to occur slightly with certain facets of the uh the Grateful Dead world kind of uh, coming on to the Fish Tour, but obviously by uh, at this point, we're talking about early December of 1995. So, yeah, that had that, right. that, uh, already begun. You mentioned this. I had this in my notes, just the idea of I think that this is their transition to arena rock as a band, as opposed to the kind of the vestiges of the past sort of club bar sort of you can listen to shows from even the early 90s and still get the hints that you know they did they weren't playing this <laughs> on tape for or are, 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 they weren't playing this music thinking it's going to be on tape for somebody listening here some years later. It feels like this is kind of the beginning of them realizing that, oh, this is Fish, and this is what we're going to be doing, and this is what our job is. There's a lot of interesting stuff about 1995, and we're going to get into a lot of that, I think, with the show. But I would say that one of the things to me is their sort of slight reluctance to accept that they are at this level of fame while also their total ability to play in this realm, that they're still kind of clinging to certain elements of their earlier sound or earlier songs or kind of, you know, playing an acoustic army in the middle of a, a jam or playing these like we're going to hit one of the, like the song fought in this show. Like where you hit these certain yeah. things where it seems like, you know, there's still kind of, there might be the slight growing pain of them sort of not understanding what does and doesn't work in arenas. But I think it works really well in retrospect because it's like, it makes you really appreciate the extreme variety of what they were capable of in this period of time. Mm, right, uh, But <laughs> you realize like this would be really strange if you saw a band like playing this in a gigantic arena like what 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 is happening right now but uh that's one thing that i wanted to point out before we get to that but yeah i mean there's almost like usually i kind of try to do like shows that are like there's too many good 1995 shows to mention in this opening segment, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't listened to Fish in 1995, just just throw some stuff on. You you, you throw a dart, you're gonna hit it's, an incredible yeah, show, you're hitting something good. It'll it'll stick wherever you land. <laughs> and stick. as we get into the show itself, I'll I'll highlight some more, uh, you know, important versions of songs and such. So, you know, it's all fly paper with a ph. I like that. Boom, done. <laughs> There's the intro. It's all fly paper. <laughs> um, I think we should get to the show, and like I say, we will circle back to other. I'm at least I'm going to circle back to other points about 1995. So I don't think we have to set up other anything other than we're in we're in uh 12 two. So uh uh no, November of 1995 is an incredible month for the band also, and then this is. Seeming like basically we're in the kind of build up to what is going to be the climactic peak of the New Year's 1995 show. So, um, yes. So we're gonna take a quick break and then we will be right back with set one from the New Haven Coliseum on December 2nd of 1995. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! boy, boy. Welcome back to Five Fins.
0: Thanks for sticking around. We appreciate you not leaving.
1: That's right. We realized that was um, a a super long break. No, hopefully it's not.
2: (laughs) When we Um, say (laughs)
1: 15 minutes, we mean it. Yeah. (laughs) Unlike some people we know. If we did 15-minute breaks between (laughs) our podcasts, that would be great. Like every... It's like, we're going to get to the second set, and it's just 15 minutes of silence.
2: Yeah, 15 (laughs) minutes of ads.
1: (laughs) Or just 15 minutes of, like, house music, but it's playing really, really slowly over conversations of people around you, like,
0: yeah, so where are you from? Like, And it's literal, too, like, house music, so it's, like, house music, (laughs) but it's slow house music.
1: This is what we have to do, virtual set break. (laughs) now that people are going back to actual shows we'll corner the virtual market that'll be our um that'll be our uh failure of a business plan
0: they'll just Um, we'll just fill them with easter eggs people will be like whoa did you hear what they said last set break oh you gotta really listen carefully to hear it but there's crazy stuff in there man something about a one ring and this dude named frodo he's trying to get to this mountain Earl. or something i don't know it sounds crazy
1: no we need i'm not the right host for that you need stephen colbert i think <laughs> <laughs> to host that show i don't know if he he's made jokes about trey anastasio on the office but i don't know if uh or sunshine Or Sunshine, or a friend Sunshine. Yep, he could do it. We can't just say we have a friend named Sunshine and leave it, but we will, because we're going to come back to it. We just did. We just did it. (laughs) What we're about to do is talk about the uh, December 2nd, 1995 show that was done by the band Fish from Burlington, Vermont. But this show took place in New Haven, Connecticut. Um so we open with Prince Caspian, which is interesting for a couple of reasons. Number one is that the last time we spoke, at least in terms of the podcast that have been released, um, we were talking about the 2017 version of that that took place at the uh, the Pittsburgh Pete, the Pete uh, oh. Peterson Events Center in 2017. Um, that obviously became this huge type two jam. Uh this one is a very early rendition of the song and doesn't include uh any jam. In fact pretty much just ends as soon as the last like chorus ends. And so it was interesting kind of researching this because obviously I knew that uh Prince Caspian came out on Billy Breeds, but I don't think I'd really dove into, like, early versions of Caspian. So, yeah, there were uh, a few versions like this before it actually became more of a jammed out song. They would eventually, in 1996, they would eventually bring out both the intro and outro jam on that song. Um, It's so funny to kind of hear it as this just straight-up kick-ass opening to a (laughs) show that has no jam at all. So it was a funny thing because I didn't really know what to do with the rating. Like at first I was like, this is kind of like half of a version. Mm.
2: (laughs) So should I, yeah.
1: So should I give it like, you know, 2.5, but then I was like, but it's not like half good. It's not, you know, it's just that they haven't quite gotten to it yet. By the way, I want to shout out the 1229.95 version that has, it's kind of like this, except when they hit that last chord with the O, like then it kind of dissolves into this like chaotic, noisy thing that's not even really a jam, but just kind of noise. That was really cool. So shout that I went out. If you think this one's cool, so but I I liked it. I, I the novelty of it was fun. So I bumped it up at, to a three point four. And by the way, we should mention that we are going to do more gradients of the Finns ratings from now on, probably. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> we're we utilizing all sizes yeah so we're utilizing decimal places more to make it a little more i don't know a little more interesting a little more flexible with a ph <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts about caspian which is a song i know you love dan
0: yeah i totally agree with you the shortness actually uh, didn't really bother me i mean it, it was disappointing just because of how much i love it and then compared to the Pete version that we just listened to obviously not quite the same thing but partially the one of the reasons i love caspian to begin with is the lyrics even though there's so few of them and stuff but um but yeah so i went with the i went with a 3.8 because just i love it but it was pretty standard you know not much besides the normal song so
2: pretty good
1: yeah no i i i thought the same thing i mean i just thought you know it's hard to rate it because it's almost like not a full version of the song um Right. So then we go into Runaway Gym as the next track. Um mm-hmm. This is going to be the first gym we've hit in our run of uh, podcasts oh. here. and in, in terms of the ones that Good. have been put out. And I think, oh. actually, even the ones we've recorded, right? I don't think yeah, we've done. Yeah, I think... Yeah, that's definitely possible. <laughs> this is what's crazy about this band, right? Great we kind have recorded a bunch of these I know. and not hit a yeah. song like Runaway Jim. Um, I've always loved Runaway Jim and been fascinated by performance history of like just having occasional amazing jams and then most of the time just being a completely normal song <laughs> that's like fun in the first set and this is definitely kind of the latter version of that obviously later in this month we're going to be get the we're going to be getting the uh incredible new year's 95 version which goes on for about 16 minutes so obviously this isn't that But uh, this is just kind of the normal, fun, energetic, we're opening a show version. This is kind of a double opener phenomenon here. But they're breaking in Prince Caspian and then I like going into Jim. And Trey Solo is really great. And so this is just a classic four for me. Just a great four fin performance of uh, Runaway Jim. What was your take on that? Yeah,
0: I love Jim as well because of how it moves with with uh, the lyrics and then the jamming and then back to the verses. I love when everyone take that. a drink. Every
1: time Dan says lyrics in one of these, by the way, I'm just going yes. <laughs> to, that's a great take a drink. Five of, drinking
0: game, a, a, a leer, some kind of, yeah, some kind of alcohol as well. It has to liqueur that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> liqueur lyrics for liqueur lyrics for um, liqueur. Yeah. I definitely, one of my favorite songs as well, uh, an early song that I heard and enjoyed the story in the song is hilarious to begin with and they do the math there with the 119 to you and me that is so, that's so great it's so it's so good that's i love so that vibrate. so much yeah and uh, yeah it's just such a great fun song and I love the the way it climaxes coming back in and then kind of like slows down again and then hits another peak so it's wonderful um I gave it a 4.2. Because, uh, obviously, I know there are better versions out there, but uh, I really enjoyed this one, personally. I really enjoyed a lot of this show, so
1: get ready for that, people. <laughs> I'm going to be the one who has to throw water on the fire a lot of the time in this podcast, I can already tell. And I'm not the right oh, guy for that yeah. job. But um, <laughs> Speaking of 4.2, which is funny... Um, that is the grade that I gave our next performance, but I'm guessing that you went higher than that. You are um, damn right, I did. We come to Mound next, which is also going to be our first Mound, right? In this, yes, uh, in this run, of I'm shift. pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, it is a great song. I was really excited to just hear it in general, <laughs> like listening to what? shows for this podcast. But just I, for some reason, I don't think like even though I listen to Fisher Bunch, I just. Haven't uh, hit that one uh, recently. I went with 4.2. I, I think that a tiny bit in the sense that I feel like I do like it third. I like the placement of it. Feels like a fishman might be a tiny bit lost in the composed section here, um, but it's always a little bit hard to tell it now because of how abstract that section is. So
2: yeah. I felt
1: it felt a little off to me. I think he he's off, or maybe something throws him off, and then the band is going a little strange. So, uh, but I love mound i mean we can talk about it just the stuff that we love i mean the whole beginning part with the clapping and then the band playing that part That's,
0: is so good it's always which the yeah they actually nailed the the audience at this show really kept on beat like they really nailed the clapping i was surprised usually it dissolves way faster than it did for this one
1: yeah yeah yeah, they stay on the horse, you know, these people were younger then, you know, uh, and uh, in terms of like the song itself, I was thinking it's funny how it's an interesting Mike song, how, I mean, it was one of his earliest compositions for the band. I've always liked how the compose section is kind of abstract and weird, but then his part sort of basically mimics the vocal line of the first part so it's it all kind of holds together in a way but when you first hear it it seems like almost completely chaotic and just the beginning and end with that blue blue like with that slow blues part but yeah. it being this totally different song i've always loved that so you and i are both big fans of mount um, it it's great cool. to have it in here uh, I, I yeah, I dinged it a little because of what I perceived was a little bit of a hiccup in the yeah. uh, composed part. I gave it
0: five. Like you said, the blues sections on both sides and the way it just transforms, just with that guitar line that just cuts across the whole sound. Kind of, it's like riding a wave. How first you you're with the drums and then you kind of feel the guitar come up over the top and then everything else catches back up behind it. It's just really neat. Yeah, and I didn't actually notice the hiccups really. So that's also what contributed to it being a 5.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I um well so the next one I is Gula Papyrus, which I gave a 5 because it was that was it, it for me was like I feel like this is just perfectly played. <laughs> I think that the <laughs> thing with the mound was a little like I just felt like there was a couple symbol hits that he was like a measure behind <laughs> and it was like whoops and mm. then they kind of um but maybe I'm imagining that. I don't know. I was listening to it, and maybe I was just being hypercritical, but I'm not hypercritical of this uh, Gila Papyrus. I have to say, this is a perfect placement for it, and it's, as far as I can tell, a perfect performance of it. I like the little bit of a jam they would do in the mid-'90s at the beginning of it, Um, you know, where they they would just do a little bit of a vibe on that kind of reggae beat, and I thoroughly enjoyed this version, perfectly placed and played as far as I'm concerned. And I know that the reason you chose this show specifically was so that we could <laughs> hit a gula virus. And that it's but I have to say song. that didn't fit into figure into my ratings. This really is a five out of five for me. I was like this is perfect in every way. So there you go.
0: Yeah, I gave it a five too. Again, a lot of these songs are songs that I heard when I was first getting into fish. Yeah. For whatever reason, I, yeah, I love the flow of the song, I love the back backing vocals, and the reggae feel, just everything about it, and I really wanted to hear it, so that's why I chose this show in the first place, I had a whole bunch of them picked out, but this one seemed right, so... I also gave it um, a 5, except I went just a little bit further. I gave it a 5.5 because I wanted to hear it so bad, and I thought it was performed so perfectly. But not my (laughs) extra fins, just an extra half of a fin.
1: Okay, yeah, just a little... Just a little little
0: extra, a nod, a tip of the hat to say, (laughs) this is why I picked this show, although you're not my favorite thing that happened during this set.
1: You know what? I forgot to do that. I should have done one of them as my extra like not extra extra, but just a little bit extra. <laughs> just I forgot an to extra do that. little tip. But Once if we're I'll... talking about extra fins, Dan, if we're talking about extra fins, which I think we are, <laughs> you know, then this next song gets my extra fins, which is not that... going to come as any surprise to anyone. No,
0: I was about to say that is unsurprising.
1: <laughs> not <laughs> that there's know anything wrong with that. If you know me for 10 minutes, you know, My name's Kev, and I like Harry Hood and Reba, and I want a Reba in the first set, I want a Harry Hood in the second set. (laughs) We got we only got the reverb in this one but that's okay. Um I, I mean, I don't know. I don't have I w- this is one of those things where I mean, it's perfectly played, perfectly timed, perfectly executed and the jam comes to a perfect peak and then Fishpin comes in at exactly the right time. And so I can't really be like, well, I thought that page is a uh, tone with I I have no I have no criticisms of this whatsoever. I'm just going to I'm just laying that t- this is the i'm just you know i'm just gonna lay, lend you know if you have any criticisms of it let me know i don't know how they can improve upon this kind of performance but go ahead i <laughs> gave it
0: a 4.9 because all right I well that's like the end of the podcast it has... folks it's been fun <laughs> uh no i like the whistling i like the whistling okay I okay that's fair That's That's the end of the song that's, that's all fair. that i is that so much to ask for I just like the whistling a lot. I will say yeah.
1: If they're not going to do the whistling, then go right into my sweet one. That would be a slight criticism, right? Like if if they're going to yes. if it's going to hit, you know, and then just go right into my sweet one right from from there, you know. That would be something, but in terms of the performance of the song, I Yes. I just think Trey is they're at such a great unique period in this time of Trey being still that young, you know star-eyed guitar player, but they yeah. he's transitioned already into this it's kind of like he's always been an arena rock guitar player, but he's just now playing, actually playing in a band that's playing in arenas, you know? And it's like and he's, like, looking around going, oh, yeah, I already know how to do this. But it's somehow perfect. I, I, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, And then around the – because so far I kind of felt like in the tape that we were listening to, the – Trey is obviously the most in front in the show. But I felt like during Reba at, like, the 1240 mark – um, Paige just cut, like, straight through the mix and just was, like, front and center. It was just amazing. It was just a really good, really good jam. I love the way that it goes into the jam, too, with Reba.
1: As a 3.0 fan who loves 3.0 Rebas, going into a Reba not having to worry about whether or not... <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a kid who has their... I'm like a parent who has their kid in, like, some soccer league or something like in 3.0. I'm like, I'll oh, help Trey get through the compose section, Okay. <laughs> I hope he makes it to school on time. And when you go back to 95, you're like, oh, right. This is 15 beats per minute faster. And they hit all the notes exactly perfectly in their sleep all the time. Cause all they're doing is playing in fish. There's not there. He's not like, oh, I wonder what's going on with my, you know, orchestra thing tomorrow. <laughs> this is, you know, <laughs> which, you know, I'm not hating on, I'm just saying, it's a different time. They're in a, you know, they're 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 on the bus, they're in the band, they're doing what they're doing. And what they're doing next is Dan's bluegrass alert. Oh, I like that. Hand boning. Clickety-clack. Do some clickety-clack at the spoons. My spoons Sweet One. Easy. Five out of five fins. Oh. For me. You've surprised I mean, me.
0: I gave it on a three and a half. I thought it was just a normal, you know, pretty good Well, that's average. the thing is,
1: like, what, what could they it, – it, if it's gonna come I, anywhere after Reba in a first set and played perfectly, I don't know what the fuck else are they gonna do with it? <laughs> I don't
0: know it's a great question <laughs> i i do s i do though have to say that the all by u e u is like one you, of my you. favorite things ever <laughs> it's just so
1: freaking funny that was the thing i was like what's the point in because i feel i feel okay with being like okay mounds 4.2 because i feel like they they, this isn't like the best executed version or i feel like jim you can always go oh well there's like you know crazy versions that are the extra thin five out of five versions and this is just okay but i'm like my sweet one i don't know you know this is this is what i want out of it (laughs) this is where i I want it there
0: also was in this tour, the '95 tour, yeah, '94 tour also. There's a ton of the bluegrass stuff, and a lot of it had, you know, I think they play, um, "My Long Journey Home" a couple of shows before this. So I love the fishgrass, but those, those are, "I'm Blue," "I'm Lonesome," and "Long Journey Home." That those are my jams.
1: Uh, one you have to check out is the Hampton 1995 show. Where oh, they I, do, I I checked it out. Oh, okay,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're aware of that. Where
1: they do the
0: poor heart, the slow the poor s- heart, the slow. All right, as you know, I am a fan <laughs> of slow things, and yes. I gotta say, slow poor heart. I think slow... I, I'll co-sign that. That that thing was amazing. Slow was poor like, heart is the how it is forever.
1: <laughs> slow poor slow slow poor heart is the uh, 1.0. Slow llama for you, right? It's just yes, dude.
0: Imagine, imagine if they had like Conway Twitty. Imagine Conway Twitty singing that song at the pace that they're. It's yeah, it's such a perfect country song, but the way that Mike sings it is perfect too. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, it sounds so amazing. Anyway, that's not that's neither here
1: nor no, it's not. But I just it is Hampton. But that is yeah,
0: that is I. You heard
1: your first folks. I I knew (laughs) slow. Slow so, somehow I knew you checked that show out. I was like, oh, "There's man. no way he let that." He, there's certain <laughs> shows where it's it funny. Where I'd be like, "Have you heard Night Two of Great Went?" And you'd be like, oh, "I damn, yeah. is that the?" But if it was like, "Have you heard that show where they did Poor Heart three times?" You're like, "Yep,
0: yeah, heard that one, saw that,
1: uh, <laughs> been there, done that. Uh The next song we hit is interesting here. So it is the song Free. Which of course is on the album. Billy Breathes. We're getting you know, we're getting early versions of the Billy Breathes material here. So Free is an interesting one in terms of its performance history. This is kind of coming right in the period where it's still not in its finished state, I guess. This one had it, it still has kind of the sort of theme from the bottom esque jam. Yes that which is uh, amazing. yeah <laughs> I have to so get out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I should clarify that by saying I'm not sure that I, I don't know any specific reason that or I don't know that that actually specifically happened that they decided this is too much like this but it just always reminded me of the jam that they would eventually adopt on theme from the bottom you know i'm always interested to hear these versions i do think i prefer the way that they ended up playing the song and of course we're about to get to maybe the ultimate example of that in fish history where i prefer (laughs) the version at least for me i don't know that i prefer the version they ended up playing but um it's fun to hear free in this kind of uh rendition so You know, they play a kind of what, like, I guess is the head of the song and then they go into where it would now kind of break into a kind of the funky breakdown with uh, Mike really leading the way. It turns into this more sort of spacious, open period, which, again, I think because it's also I think it's in the key of D, which is the same as theme from the bottom. It just has this kind of very open feel Um I like this version a lot. Uh, you know, it was fun to listen to a bunch. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I'm comparing it against other versions of free, it's tough because I don't want to give it like a lot because I think that the best versions of that are other versions. And But I did go with a 4.3 fins for free. How did you feel about this kind of interesting early version of the song? I
0: friggin' loved it. I ended up Giving it my extra fins for this set. Okay. Uh, okay. The the it the the drawn out because um, basically the theme from the bottom part is where it's like the end of that jam, right? Where it's like the outro with like the walk down uh, section, and that just goes for so long in this. Yeah. And I I just yeah I loved it. I, the space of it, like you were saying, how it just kind of just opens and it just it literally. To me, it felt like it just kept getting wider and wider and wider until it, like, all came back, you know?
1: Gonna get wider uh, when I die. I had to make a Ghost of the Forest reference, nice, but... Nice, nice. Yeah,
0: this this one um just the jamming in it like i was surprised it wasn't it was less than 15 minutes i was genuinely shocked by that (laughs) uh i looked down and i was like what no that's impossible it's been at least a half hour so i thought it was just great great stuff my extra fins go out There's definitely at one point uh, when they came back in to the, yeah uh, when they started singing again, I just was in my head like, from, 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 from. Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, that's, and I I think that's the thing to me more than anything else. Like in a way, if Free had just been this song, it actually... (laughs) Kind of makes more sense with the name of the song being free, I guess, because <laughs> it feels like a more free type of jam. So I understand why they did that. But I will say, ultimately, I prefer them doing that type of jam on Theme from the Bottom. Also, I think I just prefer Theme from the Bottom as a song if I had to pick between the two. I think like free has kind of become a little bit. How do I say it without those, being mean? Like in 3.0,
0: it's are great, though.
1: It's great. But. And, and the one, and, and I will say the one it that I saw at uh, the 2016 uh, New Year's show was when they first turned on those like ring lights at MSG. And so oh, when the bass. Oh, those, those yeah. little devils. <clears throat> and when the band, we were up in the top part and when the bass thing hit, you know, bah, bah, it was like the fourth song of the set or something. They turned those on for the first time and it was like the craziest. So I'm not, I'm not a free hater <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um, It has gotten maybe a tiny bit overplayed and slightly predictable in 3.0, just to lend a slight criticism. But in terms of listening to it in this era, and, you know, it's a completely different song. (laughs) I liked hearing it, you know, so that's what I got. Um, This next one is a very interesting Selection that's going to take some explaining, uh, which is the taste that surrounds. Oh,
0: Kevin, you got some splaining doo doo.
1: (laughs) Trey and Fishman. Um, So (laughs) we have the taste that surrounds. So this is basically the best way to explain this, I think, would be the band originally debuted the song Taste, pretty similar to the version that we would, uh, you know, that we now know and presumably love.
0: Which is very interesting. that Yeah, it
1: took the direction that it went. So yeah, in like June of nineteen ninety-five, I think I sent you the June twenty-fifth version for like a reference point. Um, yes, was it like a real early version of it? And then uh, they eventually completely changed the song into a. I shouldn't say completely changed the song. They kept all of the music except they completely changed the lyrics, and it became a pretty much Fishman-led song with Trey also singing. That was called "The Fog That Surrounds." And those are Fishman's lyrics. So those are. I mean, they're credited to all. They're credited to all the band members and um, Tom Marshall and Tom. Gotcha. So I assume that what's happening there is that they were uh, beginning the process of writing songs out of the Salamander Prince like the uh, the whole collection yeah. of lyrics that like he's mentioned that anytime like the band and him are credited you know, jointly, that's usually a situation where they're all writing songs out of hit the book and he's not actually physically in the room. But of course, he gets credit for writing the book. So just to finish this up, so basically it became The Fog That Surrounds and then it turned into this hybrid version, which is what we're hearing in this one, which is the, the t- which, you know, I think basically fans called The Taste That Surrounds, which is like kind of half of one and half of the other. So instead of getting those early verses like that we expect from Taste, we're still getting Fishman singing it, but then Trey starts singing the latter part of the song, and then it turns back into Taste, and then... On seven twelve of 1996 it reverted back to the original version of Taste and has stayed there ever since. It was funny in preparation for listening to this that I listened to the first version they ever played of The Fog That Surrounds and the first version they played back as Taste. And both of them begin with Trey introducing the song where he's like, <laughs> with, with The Fog That Surrounds one, he's going, well, you know, you, uh, you, we're about to play a song and you think you know what it is, but you actually don't know what it is. And then <laughs> that the uh, the last one is him saying, Well, we're gonna do a song now, it's called Taste. For a while it was called The Fot That Surrounds, but it's back to being called <laughs> like he had right. to yeah. he had to usher it in and out. Um in terms of the version of this, I mean I like hearing this. It's it's fun. It's worth noting that the main thing that they got out of the whole experiment (laughs) of doing this, was that last section uh, that Fishman sings, which then became a part of Taste and has become since then... Into space, alter my place, which I can say that whole thing. What came from that? So it's worth mentioning, uh, you know, that there was something to do with it. Just as a preliminary thing to, for me, is like I just have to say this has to be one of the craziest things they've ever done with a song in their catalog. (laughs) As somebody who's listened to a lot of this band and listened to a lot of early versions of songs, the idea of wanting Fishman to be more included and wanting the band to become more democratic totally makes sense to me. The idea of completely changing an already pretty rock solid song with totally different lyrics sung by Fishman is bonkers to me in a lot of ways, but you know, the result of it, first of all, I like. I like the fact that he sings that part in the song. It remind that part of Taste always reminds me of the part of limb by limb where mike sings the um uh, yes you know where I mike know comes exactly in with a, the yeah and yep. i am singing in far away like you think that it's the song that's going one direction and then just having it kind of open up in a way is great and having a different vocal line it's great and so maybe overall having that kind of this weird interlude is, you know, an interesting idea. Uh, But it's crazy to think that basically they like put this song on, they put a song that was relatively done on the shelf for like an entire year and replaced it with yeah, another thing. So it's something they wouldn't do now for a variety of reasons, but I'm. it's, it's, it's amazing to hear uh, the different versions. And I don't mind this, version of the taste that surrounds it's a good version you know i didn't have anything against it but just i'm rating this against tastes other tastes and not taste that surrounds i guess it would be a five-in version of taste that surrounds. (laughs) but i'm going with uh i went with a 3.8 i don't think i can go a full four for like the not actual taste but i really enjoyed hearing it so i it's not a negative thing i just kind of went uh you know it's uh, and I'm really glad we hit it in this show because it's fun to fun to talk about it what yeah. were your opinions like overall of the whole like transition
0: i well first of all i i did give it a full 4 um yeah i it's so bizarre that they went from having the song that we know and love to something different and then back to something else like i don't know many people who have done anything like that if i know any bands that have done something like that i prefer the version that we know now to the other version to this version as well yeah having fishman singing because he doesn't sing in the
1: new version right other than the section that came from this the step into right, space that alter my part. place. yeah okay which right. i think is great i think i i yeah, really love
0: that part's nice yeah um you know what always gets me, though, is the timing of this song on the, the hi-hat. It, yeah. Whatever is happening messes with my head and always throws me off for a minute, and then they get <laughs> into the jam, and I'm like, okay, yeah, here we are. This, this is much more – I feel much more comfortable. <laughs> I also have to say, though, that The Fog That Surrounds is a great name, so – if they were doing it just because the name is so good, i understand.
1: Yeah, was did you listen to the fog that surrounds without yes. the other part? What what did you think of that?
0: Uh, you know, i got I, I didn't think much of it, i'll tell you. <laughs> no. It uh yeah, it was it was like uh it almost felt like incomplete if that makes sense. I wonder
1: if it's like one of those things where just cuz you know its taste, you know? It's weird like If that were like a new Fishman song on an album, I think I'd be like, oh, that was really cool, you know? But like, because it's already taste and taste is better, it's just weird to be like, why is Fishman singing this whole song? is really strange. (laughs) But yeah, I, I think it's funny how they were just so willing to do these kind of experiments at this time while they're still blowing up you know and they have a million songs they can play and they have a bunch of things they can do and they're like well let's figure this out can we get fishman involved on this you know i i just i think it's really interesting and the fact that it all comes around to that part like i say that reminds me of the limb by limb thing where suddenly he's singing that melody i just love that and i think it works really well in the fish catalog to this day so you know it it was fun to hear it and i'm glad that uh we hit it and obviously if we get to shows that i just have fog that surrounds we'll see how we feel about it then but the next song we hit is one of my favorites um which is bouncing around the room mine too yeah uh obviously it's uh maybe an unfashionable one to say is one of your favorites but i just always love it and uh this was another one that I just felt like had a uh, pretty perfect placement and uh, I dug it's a it. nice break. So it I was fits well. Yeah. I went four and a half. So me
2: too.
0: Yeah. I match. We're matching. We didn't call <laughs> each other. I swear.
1: We this never do call. Yeah. No. We never, we never, this is all surprise people. <laughs> this is all live. Um, Anything else to add about Bouncin' other than just...
0: Um, the great. only thing that I would like to add about Bouncin' is that uh, it's, it the one thing that kind of stands out in this song really a lot is uh, how you can hear Trey smiling when he sings, which I feel like is kind of unique to to Trey, and it's wonderful. So I just find that super endearing, and I, I also gave it a four and a half. One of my favorite songs by Fish. I didn't know that was controversial, but if it is, I guess I'm just walking into another one. So, <laughs> put it on
1: my tab, my fish controversy tab. <laughs> yeah, but just it's people who are against it are, I think, just reacting to like it being something that's on Spotify as like their number one track or whatever. But it's right. not, you know. Um, Nerds. No, I, I <laughs> exactly. No, I've always I always like it, and again, I I. I'm a big placement person as we've established a hundred times on this podcast already in three episodes. Wanked. So, you know, uh, this is great. I love it. Penultimate as first set one. That's a great, uh, it's a great spot for it. Um, another great spot is to put possum at the end of set one, which is what we get mm. next year.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to jump right ahead of you here and go first for a second. Sure. Yeah. Another controversial opinion. I'm not, the biggest possum guy and I'll explain why I think now their versions of possum aren't as good so when I say that I don't mean that they're not good but I feel like now they stay in that pocket if you will um but so this version actually surprised me because I'm not the biggest possum guy uh And when I saw how long it was, I actually got kind of nervous, and I was like, oh, man, I don't know. Um, But I like that. I feel like they start the jamming in the 95 versus now. I feel like the possum jam started out slower. Like Now I feel like they just come right off the speed of the verses, and they just hold that speed, and it doesn't really back off. Like They just keep rocking the whole time. Um, and it's slower. I, kinda, like, I mean it's a, it's a lot
1: slower now,
0: right? Yeah, well I mean like as far as like the pacing leading into so like the jam the verses back then are faster, so the jam starts slower. I mean like the whole the slower. whole thing is
1: faster. <laughs> is much faster. Right. I would say. Yeah.
0: And then late in the song around the eight forty five mark, Fishman starts doing these drum fills that are just freaking insane. And it goes for like a good uh 40 50 seconds or he's just doing nonstop fills so that was really awesome
1: yeah as well
0: there's yeah and he's then, yeah. fishman is like the Trey mvp of this
1: yeah this, so this is funny that you mentioned this cuz i was going to say like i was thinking about this like we haven't really had a possum conversation on the podcast right i may, we might have covered one at some point but it was kind of just whatever but Um, I think I totally understand what you're saying about it. It's, it's one that's kind of, it's touch and go for me. Like, I think it, it can be like, I think about the Magda ball version of it and it's like, that's the perfectly timed, absolutely great placement of we've already done huge, long cosmic jamming. And now let's just be a bar band for 10 minutes. (laughs) In front of, you know, 60 or whatever to 40,000 people and just, you know, show that we can just wreck over an e-blues jam, you know. And and if it's that, then I'm 100% in. But when it feels like they're trying to kind of, which this one does a little bit, it feels like they're trying to kind of go, they're trying to make it the most epic thing ever. (laughs) It does get a little flat for me. Particularly, actually, I think in 1.0, it feels like they are often really, really reaching for Possum to be this, like, incredible thing. And obviously, Trey's guitar is great, but I'd almost prefer his guitar is great over, like, something like that kind of, like, free jam we got, or obviously, like, the Reba or the Runaway Gym, than just kind of, like, a straight-up, you know, regular blues jam thing. Yeah, Um, absolutely. So... I think we're kind of on the same page. I but you know I'm not I'm not against uh, this possum, and I I gave it a 4.2. We should mention this is going to be our first uh, secret language that we've hit. They do an all fall oh, down yeah. signal at the beginning of of possum, um, so that's fun. So trade is the the little ring thing to begin the uh, secret language signal and then they and then he plays like the bow 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 and then all the people in the audience are supposed to fall to the ground so that's what's going on there in case <laughs> you're curious would definitely
0: freak you out if you had no idea what was going on
1: yeah i was like wondering how effective this was by like the time they're doing like a coliseum the size that like van halen recorded a concert at like is this like it seemed like this idea made more sense in more limited capacity seating and obviously they kind of you know began to do it less and less frequently and then basically stopped for a while so uh particularly the all fall down one just seems logistically tough the larger (laughs) the venue at least the Simpsons thing, like you can yell doe no matter what arena you're in. But um either way, <laughs> they did th- they did that. So I went with a four point two on that, uh, on this possum, just based on kind of the secret language thing. And I thought it was a pretty fiery version. And uh like I say, I prefer him, you know, shredding in this period on things that are slightly more interesting than possum. And I feel like possum has like it's overreaches a little bit in this time period sometimes and uh you know has a tendency to be a little bit of a skippable track if you're listening to a show and not talking yep. about it for a podcast but regardless <laughs> you know um i'm not against it so it's fine and uh i might have liked it a little bit more than you did but yeah um yeah i think you did i gave it a four yeah so you get you liked it point two fins whatever point two fins yes Mark it down, folks. This will be like some... <laughs> when I'm on trial for something, this will get brought up. <laughs> this will be some he evidence. He liked it Point two, Point .2 fins more. more. That's, Point two that's all you need to know. Gentlemen, and what every, kind of the a lawyer, man does that? <laughs> yeah, points to me and it's like, this sick mind. Um, so a, we.
0: this is not a family man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With a PH...
0: This is a man. This Welcome is a man who writes things too
2: oh, different. We are here. Where? <laughs> Tell me about you that keyboard up, solo, Mr.
1: Thomas. Where you that with that. <laughs> All right. were you then? Where Alright. We will here. be right back. We're over there. Where are we uh, there. We set yes, we're, we're over here. we had set to the we in Coliseum, we're <laughs> and we're going to be talking about. baldensville are in Baldinsville. Yeah. Show. So we open up with. Fifth here we're here talking, talking about. No, I'm kidding. I think that was all. One the band fish. That's what we're. talking We're not talking about. It. I was radio. doing the. <laughs> Is she really going out with him? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you know, set break. Nice. Here we come.
2: The uh, yeah, Jackson. we're gonna. The lights are Joe coming Jackson down, Jackson, and yes. we'll be back. And there's, and there's a live version where he's like, we
1: five five fans." But he goes, "Look over <laughs> we'll be here," back in and the whole audience goes, "Where?" And it like actually surprises him. That's really good. That's pretty great. That sounds like something that
0: the band would do, or that the fans of the band Fish would do to them, like with it does. Yeah, Hood, right? Isn't that? Didn't they do that for the first time? They when they yelled Hood, no,
1: the band was like not expecting that yeah because uh which is hilarious let's just say let's just say friend of the podcast jesse Jarno. <laughs> <laughs> or no benji was it benji eisen yeah benji friend of the podcast benji eisen that's who it yes friend i like having friends with the podcast who don't know about and will never be on the podcast that's our strategy unless they uh, want to be unless they want to be in which case by all means and they forgive um, us for our libel <laughs> <laughs> there's no way we're gonna get through this whole season without getting sued by somebody some entity Yeah, they won't waste us. a lawsuit they'll just tell us to stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true you're right we're not worth it um but what is worth it is set two Boy. so we're back we're back from set break the lights go down The band walks back on stage and you start to hear that grumbling, that low rumble, and then we're into 2001. It kicks in. Again, with the kind of not really sure where to place any kind of criticism. Obviously, the band didn't really begin jamming on this in the same way that they would uh, eventually until a little later in the 90s. But uh... Speaking of
0: that, do you know when the First time that they played this song was?
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Sneak Attack!
1: Uh, Yeah! I'm going to say 1993. You are right, like you always are. (laughs) And
2: I must stress,
0: people, that we don't rehearse these things. And I intentionally pick songs that I know. He, he wouldn't be expecting or have needed to do any extra research on or anything like I I, yeah. look hard I thought you were going to go songs I thought that you I were going to go with a different one that yeah. is not a I joke actually... I like try really hard to throw it all over the
1: place and he gets it every <laughs> fucking
2: time nope um, there's
1: there's been yeah. ones we've recorded that I didn't get it right that I haven't put out but it's not because of that <laughs> <laughs> well you
0: should do that anyway um, I should just, yeah. I should put them out anyway. Yeah. Oh, no, you should never put them out. We should always just
1: pretend like you get it right every single time. Pretend I get it right. No, yeah. I've definitely got, I've gotten a couple wrong, but I did, I think, because that one they do in the uh, Murat Theater show, or the, uh, I'm sorry, no, 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 the Tinley Park, sorry, the Tinley Park 93.
0: <laughs> um. But anyway,
1: yeah, they, uh first time that they did it was
0: July 16th, 1993. Um, Yeah, it was a second set opener in that period. And this version is not, uh, you know, no disappointment to me. It's pretty standard in a way, but I actually combined it, my score, with the next song. I kind of felt like it was all one unit. Yeah, what was your score? Oh, before I get to my score, actually, I forgot to mention, at the debut of 2001, it was also the show where they played Purple Rain for the first time. And it didn't say whether or not he tucked, but I would like to know. So, <laughs> yes. Anyway, so my score for for this one and the next song was actually all my extra fins for the set, which is I know surprising, oh, oh, okay. but
1: yeah, it's, it's it's only actually not. I I was I was wondering. So you're, you 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 lumped two thousand one into maze. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, this is, I went 4.8 on 2001 only because I didn't want to go full five for, (laughs) never go full five. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to go, uh, I didn't want to go full five or extra on that just because. You know, if I'm thinking about the great Went and some of like the amazing like late '90s versions, to go like, oh yeah, five fins on this. Like we're we're still pretty close to that period, and I guess we haven't really talked about this yet, but that the fact that you can just so clearly hear where this band is headed in the next couple of years. And also how tied in they still are with this sort of early era of the band, which we'll get to in a couple of songs here. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it's it's such a unique period. And have uh, this is just such a slam bang. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. In no way am I angry that there's no jamming. In a way, like it's kind of a similar thing to what happens with the Caspian in set one, right? Where, like, you know. Obviously, I expect there to be like some funky, cool jamming on it, or with the Caspian thing, like some Soaring guitar laying out guitar, kind of jamming. Yeah. yeah. But you know, to just get <laughs> just to get to the meat and potatoes of the thing and be like, get get you dancing and then head you right into this incredible version of Maze. So you you went with extra fans for the whole set. Yeah. So I went four point eight on uh, I went four point eight on the two thousand and one. I went for a full five on maze i am not spending my extra fins yet because you already know what i'm I'm spending my extra fins on (laughs) but uh i have to say this is a full uh, this is i'm not putting a full five on this maze lightly i mean this is about as good as you can get in this period and i think i judge maze on this metric where if you've listened to fish for a long time and there's still a point in maze where you actually go like where Trey's soloing and you actually go, Oh, come on. No, just do it. Come on. Come on. though. that's how, you know, it's a good version. it hits that point where you're just like, I can't take any more of this. I can't, you have to let me out. I can't, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And I know this has this, that in spades. It reminded me of the great went version, not to bring up great went a bunch of times, but um, you know, just, yeah. I remember driving with you when we were driving cross country, putting on the Went version and you actually doing that. Like, oh, come on. This is... <laughs> <laughs> when it gets to that point where you're like, I can't, but that's what you want from a maze, and this is a great second set opener, so I appreciate I, it a lot. So Yeah. The way that – first of all, the way that it went from like the
0: 2001 just like sw- – the way it just slammed into maze like full force, just like a punch, uh, that was just nuts. And so to me, the maze – the reason I gave it the extra fins was that it it is just full speed for 10 minutes straight. Like there's just yeah. no break, no slowdown. And uh it just yeah, at like around eight minutes I was like, What is happening? And then around eight thirty I went, Oh, that's right, that's where we are, that's okay and then at the end of the ten minutes I was just thinking like, Imagine the lives lost, the phone calls to loved ones. <laughs> It's just unbelievable. <laughs> it's a lot of... Yeah. There's a lot of dedication. Just yeah. madness
1: how it just kept going. We got Simple coming up here. Um,
2: <clears throat> mm-hmm.
1: um, I liked this version. I went with a 4.1. Um, oh. I liked it a little bit more than a 4, but not, not much, I guess. Um, I... You know, I love "Simple" as a song. I think I my favorite versions of "Simple" are when they're parts of Mike's group. Yeah, Mike's. You know, this is you know coming a year and some after the one that I'm thinking you're gonna <laughs> pick up on the the uh, Halloween 1994 version, but um, oh. I do kind of like like 93 and 94 versions too. But yeah, I mean i I, I enjoy a, a good simple. <laughs> It feels like yeah. No, I I thought that this was a four, you know, and I and I liked it a lot. I'm not sure I had like a lot else to say other than just good placement. But you know, it's uh it is what it is for me. So what would you think about simple?
0: Well, as you know, and literally just mentioned, uh, simple is one of my original favorites. Uh, it's on that live fish, thirteen that you gave me, yeah. which is the '94 one from Halloween, and. The thing that I love is uh, in this version, it, they hit there around at the six and a half minute mark later. That's the part that kind of got me like really hooked on Fish because of the like the tray and uh, cactus section where it's just the two of them. Just uh, the way that the sound plays off of each other is just gorgeous. And then yeah. Paige, Paige just kind of like tickling stuff a little bit. Um, in this version, too, I thought that again, Fishman, as we said, like MVP for
1: real. Yeah, he's great. He's great in this. Yeah. He's all over this second set. And that's another thing about that would be something I would point out. Maybe if we're going to trade like thoughts about skipping between these 1.0 and 3.0 shows, is like I think Fishman's drumming style now opens this kind of more spacious and open door to things yeah, whereas yeah, yeah. when you're listening to these songs like particularly in this day it's just he's really <laughs> just <laughs> hauling ass on everything and really loud and really yeah. in charge he's of sm- the, the jamming the Toms, and... he's just like cranking
0: out at uh like the 5:45 yeah. mark he just starts like ripping his tom every like third and it it literally just like sounds like james brown is like grunting into the microphone so it's just like yeah i do think he does some weird vocalizations in the
1: back
2: yeah
0: and i uh, gave it a 4.2 which is 1.1 more than you gave it that's hilarious
1: (laughs) see this is good we're like I I think that the way we had the ratings before it it yeah, agreeing it may, but then this is better. not doing the right yeah not we were agreeing on things but then not doing the ratings the right way so it made me seem like more of a hater than I am <laughs> <had. laughs> which I love I love it I want to be the bad cop you know You're not that great of a simple are you It's going to be pretty easy for you I just imagine being a bad cop for fish just like
2: holding a light <laughs> under
1: Have you ever heard this other version of Simple Mister <clears throat> Where were you that night? Um, so the next it's song so we get fun. is in some ways uh, Curiosity, uh, which is the song Fought. Fart. 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 It's like fart for Boston. But with a Boston accent, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess we should say it. So this is Fishman playing acoustic guitar. And, you know, uh, some like new new age is that the right term? Uh, new age music playing over it? Like, oh, the, yeah. Like uh, yeah. the sounds. The synthesizer. Like, well, there's like, not new wave, but like new, like, like. Uh, yeah. The, you the would, sounds you would hear at a, yeah, like at like a uh, massage studio. parlor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I love it. So.
2: <laughs> you love it. Okay. I love well, it. Well, yeah, well, I was.
1: I was curious what what did you think about like what yeah you're into like synthesizer stuff on your yeah. own on your own time but what what do you think of like um did you are you familiar with like the album this is on a picture of nectar so that's worth mentioning i suppose and uh you know it wasn't it was played from 92 up through this period and then that was kind of the end <laughs> uh toward the end yeah i'm curious uh go ahead what would you what were your what I were mean, your fought opinions
0: <laughs> i mean i always love
1: uh a good like fight ambient yeah a good fight <laughs> <fart. laughs> you like a Ambien- good fart?
0: ambient sounds ambient pads stuff like that You like to
1: go to the socks games and have a good fight
0: have a good you eat enough hot dogs and you just let out a big old fat. um <laughs> i only gave it a three and a half though three and a half fins because um me too it's you know pretty standard it's nothing really special and without being at the show it loses its uh value in a way not value but it loses its uh
1: yeah it's like it's less like it's it's, it's yeah, kind not, of less vital right you like not, not, not actually him there
0: play the acoustic you know what i mean so You're not just... seeing
1: him make the fart noise with the trombone or whatever happens at the end of it. I'm yeah. not sure. Is that a vacuum cleaner? Um. I, well, who could say, right? But um,
0: people who were there. I guess the the other thing that I would say <laughs> New is ha- New Havenites. <laughs> the other thing I would say is that the I'm so glad that they're adequately amplified now for the acoustic stuff. Yeah. Uh, because well. Yeah. I just would be so, the shushing and stuff, it's, and people yelling, sometimes, sometimes it's like, why yell when you know it? Do you yell on purpose when it's quiet? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, come on, just wait. You can't hold back. And like, trust me, I get it. I've been there. I've been at the shows, and like, it's
1: hard, but. Yeah, at some point, they gave up on the non-amplified stuff. I think this is probably, probably the end of that.
0: I mean, it definitely gets amplified immediately following that good yeah. thought.
1: <laughs> but I was gonna say, in terms of this, I in terms of this, I chalk this up as the kind of 1995 thing I was mentioning earlier of there's still, a little bit of that left in them like, Oh, let's do acoustic army where we all play the acoustic guitars. Right. Let's all jump on the keyboard. Let's all, uh, we're going to do barbershop. And and I think, again, I think this is kind of like a little bit of a growing pain of just them being like a little bit more famous than they anticipated at this moment in their career. (laughs) And I also think when we talk about this band or any band, but when you talk about like their evolution, you kind of think about the things that they did, right? So it's like, if we're talking about this show, it's like, oh, you can kind of hear what's going to ha- come in 1997, or like, oh, at the other jams this year, you can kind of hear what's going to happen in 3.0 or something. But it's also always interesting, I think, to note like the things that they stopped doing. And this is one of those <laughs> where it's like, <laughs> we don't need to stop. Playing full instrumental jams to play monkey sound effects over the speakers. Right. People aren't really into that, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna let Fishman play a uh, electric marimba instead of uh, an acoustic guitar. That's our that's our goal here. But you know, Great with that choice, said, dude. not a terrible, not a terrible acoustic. I, I kind of like like the thing he's playing on yeah. the guitar. You know, I think it's, it's kind of cool. I just think it's yeah, it's pretty. pretty. Well, if we're talking about songs that are on a picture of nectar, yes, that's that's what you call it. That's what you call a podcast transition, Dan. Oh, just so you know, never. So that's when on a podcast we're talking about a topic. (laughs) Let me explain it to you. So we're we're talking about that song, and then as a transition, because both of those songs are on a picture of nectar, I said, "If we're speaking about songs, which, which I don't think that's correct." but i said it anyway if of songs we speaketh, i'm watching i'm re-watching sopranos episode like all due respect if we're talking about if we're talking about <laughs> songs from <Basically>. picture nectar <laughs> we can't what we if we if we got to get one of them whacked it's gonna be fought because we ain't touching tweezy you know what i'm saying basically which well, it comes
0: just, next just just when just
1: when you think that you're out <laughs> they pull you back in with all due, my favorite thing about that show is just that the ultimate drinking game, if you want rewatch Sopranos, is um, with all due respect. Look, T with all due respect. And then they say the most insulting thing possible about like them, themselves or their wives or their families or oh, their God. kids. Um, with all due respect, Tweezer comes next. Um, oh. You may be negative 15% surprised. That this gets my extra fins? Oh, oh! Wow, that does does it?
0: What? Yeah. No way! I'm what? so surprised. What? No. What? No. <laughs>
2: what?
1: Huh? What? Um. So, we have a lot to get to with this tweezer here. It's interesting to go through versions of tweezer from this from this time period, and realize that. The one from this show is relatively normal and straightforward. <laughs> like, you have to adjust your expectations for tweezer in this period. So I just want to throw this out there as kind of a... Oh, like,
0: expectations. I adjusted more than my expectations. <laughs> you
1: adjusted your, I adjusted your, my your belt length? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Here>. <laughs> so if we're talking about... So just... I just wanted to frame this in terms of, like... I framed my belt loop, is what I framed. (laughs) Tell you that much. This is is like a vaudeville act. We could take this on the road. (laughs) We just gotta get a we gotta get like a guy to juggle or something. Uh, No, so oh, there you go. Boom. Well, we need like a good-looking lady or something. Then
0: I can shave.
1: Yeah, yeah. We can we can work
2: it's not that,
1: it's we're not that far away. No, um so I was gonna say if you just look at the history of tweezer beginning with the Bangor performance from eleven two, which is obviously like kind of the one which is obviously the version from a live one, first of all. That's the thing it's most famous for. But it's also was done right after the uh beatles halloween show the live fish 13 the aforementioned live fish 13 Uh, if you go from that performance to this show which would be a little bit over which would be a month over a year so 13 months um tweezer has had a lot of great periods and it is in most ways the band's signature song but my goodness, this is just an incredible run that we can't get all the way. <laughs> we can't even begin to discuss if we wanted to. But I went on enough of a binge today to be able to discuss some of them. So we have <laughs> the the Bozeman Tweezer, which is one of my personal favorites. Bozeman, Montana? Yes, which also you know, appears labeled under the name Montana. Oh. There is an incredible version from uh, 12-30-1994 in New York. There's a great version of it from Jones Beach, which is basically a a half hour in length. Uh, We have the of course the Fleaser that takes place on June 22nd of 1995. To let people behind the curtain a little bit, there was a possibility that this episode was going to be about that show. We will get to it at some point, but we are uh, not there yet. As the jam chart selection says on fish.net, must effing here, you know, that's <laughs> not something you get lightly. Uh, uh, there's the Mud Island version. There's the, uh, there's a really great version from Worcester. There's a great version from Lake Placid. There's the one we're talking about today. It's just an embarrassment of riches for, Tweezer and I I, I'm kind of lumping Fleezer and Mud Island into one category one thing that I think happened with Tweezer in 1985 or 1994 going into 95 like I'm saying begin you know beginning I think with the kind of Bozeman tweezers of the world (laughs) and moving into this period is that first of all the band's recognition that this was going to become the main jam vehicle for what turns out to be basically the remainder of their career, <laughs> or at least up until this point. Um li- in listening back to them, it was really interesting to me. I prefer the Mud Island tweezer to the fleezer Um, Mud Island reminds me a little bit more of the type of jamming that they're going to get to in the 3.0 era. It has a lot more different kind of sections. I think the Fleezer is an example of them. And this kind of early example of them jamming that I think I didn't really mention on the free from the first set, that for me, I think they perfected a little bit better in the later 90s as opposed to this period of the 90s of uh, letting the jams become sort of these free-flowing rhythmic expressions as opposed to kind of a wall of notes from Trey or something. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, for my own personal fish taste, like that kind of the jam on free. Um, and some of the, like the fle- the jamming on fleaser and some of the jamming from the tweezers in this period feels a little bit uh, more. I know like Trey was introducing his percussion rig at this point and stuff. And it was becoming a little bit more uh, this kind of, he was almost forcing the band to jam without him, you know, in a way that I think really paid off, you know, big dividends in the late nineties where he was totally able to remain playing guitar the entire time while they would play something that could uh, develop into a funky jam and, didn't need to you know like hit a cowbell for five minutes to get Paige to like lead the way and so you can kind of feel some of that change happening in this show i think um in terms of this tweezer specifically i feel like it's important to note that uh the show that happened on 12 8 of 95 also has a really great version of tweezer and i have to say I listened to that for the first time today. I'm usually somebody who has heard oh. a lot of different jams and wow, was it oh it, absolutely incredible. It was much, much better than this version. If just one reporter's opinion. Um, but <laughs> one, one thing I will say about this version Like I said, it being kind of a straightforward version for the period, um, a lot of the jams from this period, if you go through the jam charts and also just the regular versions that were played, and I was listening to a bunch of them from the fall of 1995, um, a lot of them include like other things in them. Like they'll have like segues into like Maki Supa, or they'll be like the one from 12.8 that I'm talking about, that one has like Kung in the middle of it. Or they have oh, they're nice, coming from like yeah. Dave's energy guide things or like the fleaser has the whole my generation thing. There's a bunch of stuff going yep. on in the in the Mud Island version. There's uh, kind of like a whole solo section for page and the bozeman version so they they were already turning this into kind of like a multi-part jam a la the tahoe tweezer version but the one that we're getting for this show that we that we are ostensibly i am ostensibly talking about from december 2nd of 1995 that one is it's interesting to hear because it's so kind of straightforward in a way it's very uh it's very powerful trey is just starts out by kind of setting up a groove and kind of trying to play along with that groove and just kind of try to stay kind of funky and loose and then just sort of it almost sounds like based on some of the other versions I've heard from this period that he almost kind of senses like Yeah, hey, it doesn't really feel like the band's kind of into that stuff tonight so I'm just gonna start ripping faces <laughs>
2: off and that, that's
1: all he does for the rest of it yeah. and so as you know like that's you know I have a soft spot for that. When Trey is like, "Oh, is it my turn to carry the whole load up the mountain?" Okay, and then it just becomes this. uh, Yeah, it just becomes this solo fest. And there's so many. There, there's two incredible peaks in this but there's a lot of great moments i really like even early on you know a couple minutes into the actual jam i i love that and then there's a couple of great peaks in it that really just explode for me so i'm a big fan of this one and it gets my extra fins for set too
0: one uh definitely gave <laughs> it a five um
1: there again we're is... not a children's podcast no, we can't stress that enough.
0: not at all and uh gotta say again uh like you said there were definitely some peaking in my on my side and some
1: explosions as well <laughs> uh
0: Around 520... I I to
1: tick off that box that says <laughs> it's not intended for children now. Probably. We're going to have to change I the five,
0: that was That is definitely <laughs> a good call. Uh, <laughs> around, like, the 520 mark, because I actually was kind of zoned into uh, Cactus and Leo um, at first, because, you know, it, I I certain songs I, I like to try to listen to the rest of the band instead of Trey, at least once when i'm doing the listen through um because some of the songs are set up not set up but the the way that it flows you kind of just find yourself pulled towards trey you just listen to trey and uh, yeah sometimes i like to try to listen to the other guys also when so i can get a full picture of it and uh around the 520 mark uh cactus and leo are just like Locked in, and he's slapping, and it's lining up with the keys so perfectly. And then, of course, there's the peak I think one of the peaks that you're talking about around like seven and a half minutes. Yeah, it just like speeds up all of a sudden. It's just like, oh man, that's (laughs) great! And then, yeah, around 12 and a half minutes, I was like, then now they're just showing off. Yeah, finally cool down for that. I, I understand why you would give it tracks to fence, and I was considering doing so myself but i just had to go with maze because it is one of my favorite
1: songs anyway as well yeah it's funny because i actually considered maze but i knew i was going to pick tweezer yeah <laughs> see and it also points to the fact that i think we could agree that from this point on while the show is good it this is definitely the peak right and it kind yep. of goes i would 100 yep. percent agree with that maybe 150
0: um, percent agree with that
1: no offense to the rest of the show no, but there's nothing that you could even kind of pick out as like oh I'm gonna remember this specific thing And so I'm actually going to say that uh, I gave four throughout for the rest of it just I liked it but it wasn't there's nothing that I picked yeah out. nothing really really stood out
0: to me um, obviously I love a day in life great song but you know average version and I gave that a 4.3 Golgi again average version i gave that a 3.8 so pretty much fours throughout for me except for um squirming coil uh there was a part in the just as the uh jam section started well the the page part where he was like uh trey was still playing and it had like a dissonance going uh for a little while around like Almost the six minute mark, and it was just yeah. really cool. And I was like, "This is okay. This is neat." Because it it almost um, it was totally different from all of the rest of the squirming coil sections. You know, where it's just really beautiful and a great you know yeah. a great ending to the show or to the set. I always I'm, in my opinion, but. Uh, yeah, so that was. Other than that, though, everything else was standard. So I gave that a, a four point three as well. And then, of course, tweet prize. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love a good tweet prize? But I didn't rate tweet prize because I, you know, it's just it's the same every time.
1: Yeah, I suppose tweet prize is probably like an automatic five. It should probably right. be a five. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you about coil. Um. Because okay, so we have. Uh, okay, let me do this. So first of do all, it. I would say the it's weird to me that like I think the way this set would go now, like Tweezer would be first of all Tweezer would be a little longer, and then they would have, it's. It, it feels like it keeps ending over and over again.
2: <laughs> right? Like it's yeah. like
1: it's like like a day in the life could kind of close the show. Yes, and then Goldie could close the show. Yes. And then Coil could close the show. Very and then Tweet much. Press could close the show. Yeah. And then bullets left. So it feels like it keeps going and going. But I think again, we're talking about the early stadium days of <laughs> they've already, you know, played a really great set. And, and you don't want to, like, let us not forget that they've played however many, you know, whatever they've – an hour of incredible music, you know? So I understand their desire to kind of do this. And also, if you listen to a lot of the shows from 1995, they're doing a lot of the – they're doing A Day in the Life a lot. Yeah, and... I did
0: notice that, which was – I I knew that they played it a lot, but I didn't realize how much exactly. But it's, like, really uh, really – a lot, a lot, a bunch.
1: Um, I was wondering about Coil. Are you like, do you like Squirming Coil in general? Like, are you like somebody who? Squirming Coil is
0: one of those songs where it starts, and I go ah, and then
2: yeah, two and, and a half it gets minutes
0: going later, I'm like, like, oh, I'm so stupid. I always forget that this is where this song goes
1: yeah i have the same thing like i remember i it was one like it was kind of a skippable one for me for whatever reason even though i'm such a i'm so in the bag for trey composed stuff but like until i started listening to very early 90s shows like 1990 you remember this i went on this quest where i was listening to all the top rated shows from the 90s so i went to like (laughs) uh know, i'd listen to like all the top rated shows from each year so if you listen to like you know the ten top-rated shows from 1991. You hit Scorman Coil a lot, <laughs> and I remember being like that, getting me into it because somehow the versions after that I just never really kind of got it. And I think the the piano solo always seems sort of like more gratuitous than I like fish music to sound in general. Like I think one of the things I like about the band is the collective element more than just specifically one musician, just playing one thing. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of big arena bands, it's like, Oh, we're going to have now we're going to have the guitar player play the guitar solo for 15 minutes. And that kind of threw me into being like, Oh, is this kind of something they did in the arena eras or something when I was listening at first, but then going back, I went, Oh no, this was of course like just like, you know, a song in the early days along with like when they would play <laughs> Colonel forbins a lot and stuff yeah. too. So it changed my opinion of the song a lot and I love the compose section now a lot and uh, I still love the piano solo. I don't want it ever to not be a set closer though. I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I, like it, you have If to... it
0: was in the middle of a set, that would be awkward yeah yeah because i I mean and even with tweet prize ending like i like
1: that but yeah you know i I definitely
0: get what you're saying with the like stadium type thing uh especially like a guitarist you know or bass drum solo whatever you know the whole band like steps off to the side type of thing and uh yeah to play something after the way that the song ends even as tweet prize i mean just come out and encore tweet prize
1: and I should say, like, I had my squirming coil moment at SPAC. Like, I went up and I went to the bathroom and then uh. I came back and I grabbed, I, gra- I like, I bought a beer and the line was short and Paige was just playing the keyboard solo and I knew that, like, it was going to be the end of the set. So I just stood there and waited and watched it by myself on the screen. And I, had, I was like, oh, this is what this is. I understand this moment now. I get this. I understand. Like, you're at a show, it's like, this is the cathartic moment of, this is going to happen, you know, and and people and then, you know, when this ends, there's going to be a bunch of people rushing for the bathroom, but I'm going to be going back to my seat <laughs> and I or not even a seat, you know, seat on the hill or whatever. So, um, I, you know, I love I, I love coil now. And uh, we're at this point with live music. I I I'd give my left arm to see them play a squirming coil 17 straight times in a row. So uh, <laughs> I wouldn't give my arm, but I might give a testicle. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say, but then I was like,
0: "Yeah, what am I doing with my life?" N- yeah. I need my hands
1: to make things. <laughs> I
0: don't need my. <laughs> I'm not using those
1: again. We're not some. We're not some toothbrushing podcast. Yeah, I'll don't tell you that listen
0: much. to this, kids. before you brush your teeth, you won't like it. Um, it's gonna be. Uh... That would be funny.
1: <laughs> Might give them some ideas. Um. Uh... It's all getting cut. Our next song <laughs> is Bold as Love. We didn't really mention that as the encore. Oh, so my, my from the that's a song by James Marshall Hendrix and it was released on his uh, album of the same name. Although I guess you could say the album was called Axis Bold as Love. <laughs> um it just, just in terms love. of the order here, it feels like it feels like the way it would go now, right, is like tweezer's longer and then you take you, like a day in the, it's either tweezers longer, and then you take out either a day in the life or Golgi, preferably Golgi. So you would do a Tweezer a day, in and a then life. maybe maybe a day in the life, and then coil ends the set, and then you have bold as love, and then and tweet prizes the encore. Yeah, yeah, that would be the order, right? I would they had to figure it. that out in '99, not to armchair quarterback your decision in <laughs> 2021. Fish, sorry, we're just saying we know how you would do it now. <laughs> Uh, I liked, uh, boldest love, uh, as an encore though. Like I say, it's, you know, I think of it like now, obviously it would be boldest love and then tweet prize, but getting it after anything after twee prize is like, oh, they're still on stage. This is weird. Uh, but yeah. we're just 3.0 heads. So, but I, I, you know, boldest love is great. I love, uh, I loved, uh, trade you and uh, Hendrix. So, uh, I went with that. This is a classic uh, four for me. So, yeah,
0: I I went with a three and a half. It's it's it was pretty standard for me, and I, it almost felt tweezer uh, and maze like really take a lot out of you. That that little yeah. run, <laughs> that that whole run, I just by the end of it, I was like, this is exhausting at this point. Um, I don't even know if I needed this encore. Like they could have just been like, we're sorry, we're done, and I would have been like, that's fine, guys. <laughs> like you're you're all set. So. It kind of just felt pretty normal to me, but I also agree that you know, anytime you can hear Trey play, uh, yeah, some of the guitar god songs like uh, Jimmy or Jimmy, either Jimmy <laughs>
1: <laughs> with an I or with yeah. a Y. So, um,
0: yeah, three. And yeah, a half no, I know. pretty standard for me.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 I hear you on that. Also, it's funny on the streaming services when it doesn't have the set. You doesn't have the encore break. You're like, When did when did this end? Like what? (laughs) When did yeah? Just hits you you and you're like, (laughs)
0: oh, I didn't even get to sit down.
1: Because if you said like if you said oh they walked off stage after Tweezer, I'd be like, Day in the Life, Golgi, Coil. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Or like (laughs) 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 so. It's like we talk about the, or you, you see like the double triple opener thing, like oh, that, that show kind of had a triple opener. It's like yeah, a bad, it's like this is like this is like a great show, but it has the it has the quintuple closer, <laughs> it's like they just keep closing it <laughs> over and over. But you know what, you know what it's or, or like Springsteen isn't that where he oh you know, yeah, he's coming out like for another encore
0: or something? Um, but
1: Probably it wasn't you know. that, you know. No, you're you're right. I think also when you listen to early nineties fish shows the um and then this is 95 so i guess we're kind of spilling into that period like the first part of set two is always like the meat of it and then the last part is like early on it's almost always like you'll see a set list it'll be like like a mike's groove and then something that they jam on and then it's like hold your head up (laughs) you know then it's like like then it's like vacuum then it's like a bunch of goofy stuff so like now they're doing arenas, but they're still kind of trying to figure it out. But they got Beatles covers. So, you know, they're, they're working it out. You know, they're, <laughs> they, they, they they're trying to it out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um Well, you know, I mean, I feel like that's a good place to end. We sang some Beatles songs. <laughs> they sang yeah. some Beatles songs. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: They all sang some Beatles songs. <laughs> yeah it was, great. That was a, a pretty great show overall though it's uh definitely a point in the direction of, of my mind of uh 1.0 versus 3.0 definitely it. but the war is not over and i am, oh really I am this was looking... like a strike yeah they like this is this is a pretty good pretty great show as far as like i get like the the jamming style and everything i was like this is pretty this is pretty awesome uh i saved a bunch of shows from the 95 tour that i'm surely gonna listen back to now uh especially the ones with bluegrass stuff in them but yeah yeah so the war's not over though of course there's lots to come and i do look forward (laughs) to getting a 3.0 show next
1: yeah next time we uh record one of these we're gonna do uh 3.0 show there's a possibility that i edit one of our old 1.0 episodes and put that up in the off week that's fine um but that's only for our hundred dollar an episode subscribers (laughs) so (laughs) that's the uh, euro that's the that's the bronze level
2: (laughs) uh, whatever the exchange is like so what's that like 95 euros Yes, for exactly. The,
0: the Belgium guy. If
2: the
1: case we have international listeners, which if we do, we love you from and, countries and... with good waffles. Yes, need we say more? <laughs> and it's not France. Love you. <laughs> do they have good waffles there too? They're more like crepes. We're talking about waffles, people. Crapes. We're talking about waffle countries. The really, really thin pancakes. <laughs> Yeah, so we're not talking about thin pancakes, though we could be. I, had, I do like some I had, breakfast. I had the best waffle I ever had was in France. I have to say, there was this stand called it. Wonder called Wonder Waffles.
0: You're, you could stop right there.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't even yeah. have to
0: say anymore, and I'd be like, I. I don't I care if it was a
1: tourist trap. That shit was delicious. I'd I'd buy the whole stand right now if I could. That's like you know. <laughs> Guy's probably not in business anymore, but hey, it's like Waffle House. Like
0: you know, so you 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 think you know what you're getting, and then you go in there, and you're like, oh man, this is this is even more than I thought I was getting. This is amazing.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Waffle House. Shout out, to, that's our first sponsor. That would be great. It'd be hard to cash in on the discounts, though, because we don't live like... Or IHOP. Near I'll take IHOP as a sponsor. Or Denny's. <laughs> no, we get we get Waffle House as a sponsor, and then somehow we get into those alpha shows that Fish is going to play. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. And we get, like, a bunch of Waffle this House is, to eat after... The... Isn't this the worst aspect of Fish fandom, where dates are announced, and I'm like, well, I can't... <laughs> Athens is an hour away. I mean, I could... If, yeah, it's just, if they sit and then I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, what? <laughs> like, right. this is fun for no one. Start trying to figure <laughs> like, things out, and I then doing? you're like, oh,
0: man, the logistics are actually harder than I want them to be.
1: You're like, you're like, I'm not flying to a different state. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm an adult now. No, you know what? If you're doing that and you're listening to this, good for you. But I, can't, I can't, I'm too. I'm too old. Damn, too old for this crap. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta get they gotta have the spec I can hobble over there in my wheelchair on my walker anyway um this has been a great this has been a great episode yeah I, I agree with the whole thing about uh, 95 being this great transitional thing and it's really fun to like um think of it as a transition period as opposed to this just being a ramp up to one of their big peaks but I think their big peaks are 95 97 and 99 so just to be. Anytime you're near, like, the New Year's of those years, you're just headed for straight gold, you know? <laughs> you just can feel the band <laughs> is on fire. So, um, this was really fun, man. And like you said, next time we're going to uh, record, we're going to do a 3.0 episode. I may or may not drop other episodes in between, but then we're going to get on a schedule. It's been uh, it's been fun, buddy. It's been great. This was wonderful. all right. Listen to This is show. wonderful. Listen this is a really show. fun show. Check out, it was check really it fun. Out. All right. Uh well, we will see you next time on this long running podcast of which is called Five Fins. So, thank you guys so much. You guys. <laughs> thank and you. Gals. Yes. We will see you next time on Five Fins.